Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, my gardening friends, to another Focal Point Friday episode. Let's spend just a few minutes together reviewing a snippet of information from a previous episode, highlighting a new topic, or quickly focusing on a current event in the food and agriculture world. Let's get down and dirty. But it is important to know how the most essential nutrients work so you can choose soil amendments and fertilizers if necessary that will most benefit what you're growing. Different types of plants use the nutrients differently, and plants will use these different nutrients more or less during each stage of growth. So knowing which nutrients your plant relies on most and which stages of growth are most demanding will help you get the most out of your garden without negatively affecting the plants or the soil. Because just like it's possible to be lacking in nutrients, it is also possible to have too much of a good thing and that can damage your soil. So let's talk about these essential nutrients. Scientists have identified 16 essential plant nutrients and have grouped them according to the relative amount of each that plants need. So the first group, the, of primary nutrients, also known as macronutrients, um, are those that are usually required in the largest amounts, right? These are the primary nutrients. They are carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. And those last three are probably the ones that you have heard of the most and the ones that uh, most fertilizers focus on. The secondary nutrients are those usually needed in more moderate amounts compared to the primary nutrients. The secondary nutrients are calcium, magnesium, and sulfur. And even though the plants use them or need less of them compared to the primary nutrients, they're actually pretty essential for the plant's ability to be able to take up those primary nutrients. So they are just about as important as those big, uh, those first six. And then there are micro or trace nutrients that are required in pretty tiny amounts compared to the primary or the secondary nutrients. The micronutrients are boron, chlorine, copper, iron, manganese, molybdenum, and zinc. And there's actually some debate about zinc as to whether or not it is needed more for plants than we originally thought and if it should be put into that secondary nutrient category. But for the purposes of this podcast, we're just going to go ahead and leave zinc in the micronutrient category. And there are also some lesser trace nutrients that are needed by only certain plants. Um, those are cobalt, nickel, silicon, sodium, and vanadium. But since this is not a chemistry class, we're going to focus on the primary nutrients and the secondary nutrients. Because in most instances, it's these nutrients that are going to most greatly affect your plant growth and your crop yield. And they're actually the ones that you can control the most in your soil as well. 
So while absorbing water from the ground, the plants are also absorbing the other macronutrients, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, right? That's NPK that you see on the fertilizer or amendment packages. Those are those big three numbers that you see um, when you're looking at fertilizers. So nitrogen helps foliage by affecting the plant's leaf development. It's also responsible for giving plants their green coloring by helping with chlorophyll production. Nitrogen is vital for good stalk growth, but excess nitrogen can actually decrease a plant's immunity and uh, negatively impact its ability to fruit. So there are plants that like extra nitrogen. They're, they're heavier nitrogen feeders, right? Those include tomatoes and peppers in the beginning stages. Uh, any type of leafy green, sweet corn, cantaloupe and cucumbers, squash, and okra. Now, phosphorus is responsible for assisting with the growth of roots and flowers. Uh, phosphorus also helps plants withstand environmental stress and can help perennials withstand really harsh winters. Uh, phosphorus strengthens the root systems and is responsible for a plant's capacity for creating seeds. It also helps with disease resistance and pest prevention. So phosphorus is what improves the flowers and, is, and helps with blooming and fruit production. So it also strengthens the tissues and enhances the flavor in most vegetables too. So phosphorus is what we're looking at when we're talking about our flowering and our fruiting. Potassium also strengthens the plants, contributes to early growth, and helps the plants to retain water. It also affects the plant's disease and insect suppression capabilities and is important for root growth and for seed production. You sometimes hear potassium called potash or potash, uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. Potash as in like your wood ash from your fireplace or from pots um, were dumped into the soil. Uh, that was uh, the main form of adding potassium into soils. Um, and of course, along with that, excess potassium will prevent the absorption of other minerals, particularly magnesium and calcium. So if you are tossing too much of that potash into your soils, uh, you would actually see some adverse effects on your plants, just like any other nutrient. So you can sort of know based on the plant's growth stage whether or not it needs specific nutrients, right? So, you know, for young growth, nitrogen is especially helpful, even though, you know, you really want to have sort of a balanced level of all the nutrients um, at the young growth stage. Um, but, you know, for any leafy growth, strong leafy growth, you want a little bit of excess nitrogen going on. Um, if it's a newly transplanted plant, it will benefit especially from higher amounts of those root-supporting nutrients, phosphorus and potassium. Um, same thing with when it's time for blooming, uh, blossoming benefits from phosphorus, potassium, and calcium. And then when it's time for the plant to fruit, it's also important to have those good amounts of phosphorus and potassium, but you do not want to overdo it with the nitrogen during this time because that is what can actually reduce the fruiting. So that's why it's important to know what each nutrient does and not blanketly be out there fertilizing your plants because you may actually be doing more harm than good. Let's touch a little bit on the secondary nutrients. Uh, magnesium 
helps increase the intake of phosphorus and it boosts production of chlorophyll, giving a healthy green color um, to the plants and encouraging absorption of the CO2. So it basically helps the plant breathe. Um, a lack of magnesium can sometimes contribute to plants having this sort of like anemic look to them, just kind of look like they're sickly and sort of pale. Um, sulfur helps plants resist disease um, as well as contributing to their plant growth and the formation of seeds. You can see how these things are all sort of working together. Uh, sulfur also aids in the production of amino acids and proteins and enzymes and vitamins. Um, so it is, it's a, an important secondary nutrient. And then there's calcium. Calcium aids in the growth and the development of cell walls. Uh, this is really important because well-developed cell walls help a plant to fight off disease. Calcium is also really necessary for metabolism in the plant and helps with the uptake of nitrogen. It can also neutralize acidity, acidity <laughs> both within the plant and its surrounding soil. So if you have a really acidic soil, um, the calcium will actually help to neutralize that. Unfortunately, calcium is also one of the least mobile nutrients in the soil. And so if you've grown fruits, specifically tomatoes and squashes, you will see this problem where you have the onset of this brown rot that happens at the tip of the fruit. It's called blossom end rot. And anytime you see that, people automatically yell, oh, oh, you know, you don't have enough calcium. The plant doesn't have enough calcium. Well, that is true, but it may not necessarily be that there's not enough calcium in the soil. You may have plenty of calcium in the soil, but there may be something within the soil that is locking that calcium up and not allowing it to get to the plant. It is one of the most least mobile nutrients in the soil. So it's important to have all of your other macro and secondary nutrients in balance and the proper uh, levels of water to help calcium um, be able to move into the plant to prevent those problems. Thanks for joining me on this Focal Point Friday. I'll be back again on Tuesday for another regular episode of the Just Grow Something podcast. So until next time, my gardening friends, keep on cultivating that dream garden, and we'll talk again soon.